here I am again. And I will be shuffling papers, but I'm not tethering myself to this, much to the chagrin of the camera crew. Um, so yes, I will be basing my remarks on the Romans and Matthew verses that Stephen just read. Um, if you didn't mark them, that's Romans 13, 11 to 14, and Matthew 24, 36 through 44, just in case you want to know. Um, the other thing I will warn you is that just from the get-go, I like an audience participation message. So, um, and I will try to um, repeat what you say for the benefit of those who will watch this or who are watching us from home on our link. So um, today begins the new church year. It's the first Sunday in Advent. And my first question, who can give me a dictionary definition or a word that means Advent? What does the word Advent mean? And you can just shout it out. Pardon? A counting down? What else? What's Advent? Preparation? The coming of something? The beginning? All good words. All good things that actually feed into what the dictionary definition that I looked up was, which is the expected arrival of someone or something significant. So now, according to the church year, the church calendar, what is the event that we are expecting? The birth of Jesus. Or as Dan always says, the answer is always Jesus when you're in church. Yes, we're counting down, we're expecting, we're anticipating, we're preparing for the birth of Jesus. So there's a lot to do, right? What are you doing over the next four weeks to prepare for Christ's birth, for Christmas? What kinds of things are happening in preparation? Just shout them out. Decorating? Advent calendar? So there's the counting down part. What else? What else is happening? Shopping. Thank you. I didn't have to beg for the S word. I had to do that at the first service. Um, what other kinds of things? I can think of two C words that came up at the earlier service. Pardon? Cooking and cleaning. Cooking and cleaning. Pardon? Sending Christmas cards. That didn't come up earlier. Very good. I hadn't thought of that one either. Caroling. Oh, a long-lost tradition. Cocoa and cookies. So there are lots of things that we're doing. Lots of stuff to do. But when I was reading these, two, these scriptures in preparation, I thought of two things. We are indeed preparing for the birth of Christ, but we are also preparing for his return. So let's start with the first one. Think, of a, think for a minute of how you celebrate birthdays 
in your family, with your friends, at home. So what kinds of things do you need to do to get ready for a birthday celebration? You might bake a cake. You might uh, buy special paper plates and napkins and things like that. Would you, along the lines of the Christmas cards, um, you might send invitations. Um, you might decorate, right? You might put up a banner, happy birthday, especially if it's a significant birthday and you want to embarrass them, you know. You've seen the, you've seen the signs in people's front lawns, right? You know, ain't it nifty, Johnny's 50, and things like that. So there's stuff to do. Who is getting the what? There's one thing we forgot about, gifts. Who's getting the gifts when it's their birthday? The, if, it's, if, it's, if it's your birthday, who's getting the presents? You are, yes. If it's your birthday, you're getting the presents. So what other kinds of things do you prepare for? You got food, you got decorations, you got people, they're all coming. And you're also, just like we said about preparing for Christmas, you're gonna cook and you're gonna clean and you're gonna make sure everything is ready. Um, what about the night before? Are you excited? Do you get up early? on the day of your birthday or the day of any, any special celebration? Do you get up early? How many, how many of you sometimes wake up six times the night before to make sure that you woke up on time? Have you, have you ever done that? Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, good, it's only one o'clock. <laughs> oh, oh no, it's only 2.30. And you, know, and you keep doing that until the alarm goes off at whatever time you've set the alarm or maybe you just give up. How many of you just give up, turn the alarm off, and get up because it's just hopeless, right? Anytime there's a special, special surprise or something exciting, everyone is always up early. What did the scripture say? You know the time to get up. You know the time to be awake. You know when it's time to get ready for what you need to do. So in the weeks and days leading up to Christmas, how will you be? Will you be excited, looking forward to celebration? Will you have spent time in scripture and prayer and preparation for yourself to receive the new baby king? Or will you be frazzled? I remember working retail way back, more than 30 or more years ago. And someone asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I said, I just want to sleep. That's it, just, just when I come home from church on Christmas Eve, I wanna sleep through till the 26th, I'm over it. Because of the em emphasis being on the stuff and the things and the busyness and the craziness. Will you be too tired on Christmas to enjoy Christmas? So, What's gonna be the focus of Christmas at your house? Will it be Christ? Or will it be, and will it be your gratefulness for his birth? Or will it be the presence 
and the wrapping paper and the batteries and that thing. How many of you have stayed up to, to put together the thing? Whatever the thing was that year, how many of you have stayed up all night to put together the thing? Yeah. Yes. Um, I told the, the earlier service, because they, some of them might remember these movies, but many years ago when we had um, the last service here at St. John on Christmas Eve was 11 o'clock, and so we'd get home just in time for the Pope's Mass from the, you know, the Basilica, right? And then you'd have the Pope's Mass, and then you would have three movies, Miracle on 34th Street, White Christmas, and the Bells of St. Mary's. Oh, please, no. <laughs> no, seriously, that just wasn't one in the, in, the, in the list there. But those three movies, by the time, if you add that all together, by the time that was done, it was about sunup, about 6 o'clock in the morning. And that whole time, we'd be baking pies and putting things together and wrapping gifts and so forth. So some of us, you know, did that whole excited anticipation preparation thing all night long. Where will your focus be in your season of preparation and anticipation? One of the scriptures, the one of Romans, says, you know when it's time to be awake. You also know the time is getting close and you change into clean clothes. Anybody make the tradition of the new Christmas outfit? Anybody do the matching shirts for the entire family or matching Christmas pajamas? Anybody ever do that? I had one hand or two in the earlier service. It actually tells us in Romans, prepare, change clothes. But is that talking about your actual physical clothes? Or is it preparing your hearts? Oops, sorry. <laughs> I didn't have, it, have a mic there, early service. It's preparing your heart, clothing your heart with the presence of Christ. It says, make a good presentation and stop quarreling. So I, I shared this little anecdote. When I was a kid, we called it company manners. And... There was a lot of yelling in our house, and it's not the kind, just because we lived in a big, sprawling rancher, that you needed to be heard from room to room. It was raised voices and raised tempers. But let somebody knock at the door. All smiles and sweetness. Hi, how are you doing? Glad you could stop over. And it wasn't until I was an adult living in that same house that I realized they could hear it in the driveway. They'd already heard the ugliness from inside the house. But that's another, another message entirely. Back to the scripture. The letter to the Romans says we should live decent lives, not just for show. Clothe ourselves in the presence of Christ. And what better time to practice that than when we prepare to celebrate his birth? So, you can be an example. Be light that points to the real reason for Christmas. How about baking him a birthday cake? Sing happy birthday to Jesus around the dinner table. Make sure your celebration shows everyone that you are celebrating Christ's birthday. Although, who really gets the present on Christmas? We do.
because Christ came for us. He's our gift. And let's face it, if he hadn't died for us, we wouldn't need Christmas, right? <laughs> I said earlier, if we were in a, in a Pentecostal church, I'd say, someone give me an amen, because that's the truth. If we didn't have Easter, if we didn't have the resurrection, we wouldn't need Christmas. It'd be just some guy having a birthday. So moving on to Christ's return. The Matthew scripture reminds us that no one knows the day or the hour. So I'm going to kind of eke back to the whole Christmas thing. What if you invited people and they were two hours late, either, whether it was like Thanksgiving dinner or whether it's for Christmas dinner? What happens when, when dinner is two hours late? It's ruined. What, I, somebody this morning said something. everything comes out of the microwave uh, or goes into the microwave. What else happens when people are two hours late? They're hangry. <laughs> the people waiting are hangry. And, and you had a good one. Other people have already eaten, right? You, people in the house, especially the small people, have, you've got to feed them. You've got to eat. And then the people that are two hours late, well, they might get the leftovers, right? Um, what about when people show up early? Like two hours early. How, would, how many of you, and I'm going to hear personal confession, how many of you would still be in your pajamas two hours before someone showed up for a dinner at your house? Mm-hmm, yeah, yep, you got it. No makeup, all hair frazzle, yes, no. Because you're not prepared. Now think back, let me start this way, now. If I'm going to be late, Lisa, I'm caught in traffic. It looks like we're not going to make it to your house for an extra hour past when we were supposed to be there. Okay. Lisa knows. She's not worried. It's okay. Or, John, I'm going to be early because we didn't hit the traffic going through Richmond that we thought we were going to get hit, so it was all clear. Uh, it looks like we're going to be a half hour ahead of schedule. Okay, he can prepare. She can not worry because we can tell them. What about before cell phones? How, how many of you remember before cell phones? Okay. Before cell phones, people showed up and they just showed up, right? You invited them for two o'clock and they could get there anywhere from quarter of the quarter after. But you were prepared because you expected them at the time when they were expected. What about childbirth? Do we expect babies exactly when they're forecast? <laughs> yeah, some of them come a little early. Some, like my son, waited an extra three weeks to be born, you know. But you're prepared. Are you annoyed when people show up early? What if, <laughs> there you go. Come on, come here and chop some carrots. Exactly. So here's another question. What if, the, what if when you expected them was whenever they happened to be in Maryland? I'm going to be in Maryland sometime in September, maybe. How would you prepare for that? 
How many of you make sure the house is nice and clean and tidy the whole time? <laughs> how many of you, like me, would go, oh my goodness, how, I hope they don't show up on a Tuesday, uh, a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> too early in the morning, too late the evening. Well, what's going to happen when Jesus comes because we don't know the day or the hour? He's going to show up just like that baby in his own time, and he expects us to be ready. He expects us to have our spiritual house cleaned, wearing our appropriate clothes, waiting for him. But are we supposed to be sitting around waiting, doing nothing? What did it say in the days, in those days, two men will be out in the field? You got to keep doing what you're doing. You got to keep baking bread, harvesting the crops, going to work. You can't just stop and wait. And yet, we have to be ready. So will you welcome his return? Come, Lord Jesus, come. Or wish you, will you wish he had waited until what? Until you're ready. Until you had more time to read his word. Until you had time to accept him as your Lord and Savior. <clears throat> until you had time to repent of all those sins that you've committed and turn your life around. See previous message. Are you ready? Matthew's, the Matthew scripture says that in Noah's time, people were still partying and having a good time, and poof, there was a flood. Now, it isn't like Noah didn't mention it. <clears throat> Some of you might be old enough to remember Bill Cosby's Noah, build me an ark. Can, but can you imagine? Dan comes in and says to Jody, I was out in the garage. God said to me, build an ark. Sure. <laughs> but God speaks to us to do things. God might speak to you to serve somewhere to do something, to say something to someone, to invite someone to church. Are you willing to build an ark? Are you ready for him to come just because God told you to build that ark and be prepared for him to come? This is Advent. We have an Advent candle. We have Advent calendars, right? We are preparing to celebrate Christ's birth, and we're also preparing to receive him again. Are we willing to be a little fanatical, to live out our faith as we celebrate? Are we ready for his birthday, and are we ready for him to return? So I invite you to think about that as you're preparing. What are you really supposed to prepare? Let's pray. Father, send your Holy Spirit to help us prepare. Help us to focus on what is important as we prepare to celebrate Christ's birthday and as we look forward to his return. 
Let this be a season of excited anticipation and preparation. In Jesus' name, amen.